As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. So our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group, they're actually giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Make sure you check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. Welcome in to a brand new BSN Nuggets podcast, Friday edition of the program, Harrison Wind here. As always, we are presented today by Total Beverage, where BSN listeners can get 30% off of your purchase of $25 or more by using the code BSN2019. Two places you guys can do that, online or on the Total Beverage app. And of course, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area, so if you're in the greater Denver area, there's a good chance Total Beverage can deliver beer, wine, liquor, spirits to you on your couch. They also have CBD products as well. So for all your needs this weekend, make sure to hit up Total Beverage. Here's what I've got on today's show. I'm going to go over a couple lineups, five exactly, that I'm looking forward to seeing and some that maybe we'll potentially see uh, next season. So I'll go over five lineups in a little bit that I'm looking forward to and kind of give you guys the reasons why. I think just with this roster, just talking about it from a high level there's so many possibilities because uh, Denver has some positional flexibility now that I don't think they had last year or the year before. And you look at guys like Malik Beasley coming into his own. You look at guys like Jeremy Grant here in Denver. You look at somebody like Michael Porter Jr. and what he might be able to do next season. Those guys can all play multiple positions. They can seemingly, you know, maybe not for Porter next season, but in the future play a lot of different roles on the offensive end of the floor. So Denver has a bit more flexibility this year than I think they've had in years past, and I think it will allow them to do some really interesting things with their lineups. Before we get to that, though, let's do a quick FIBA World Cup minute. If you guys were awake early Friday morning, you saw a World Cup instant classic. Spain beat Australia 95-88 in two overtimes to advance to the gold medal game where they'll take on Argentina who, of course, beat the U.S. last round and then just beat France here to advance the gold medal game as well. But this Spain-Australia game, it really had everything. It had tested World Cup international veterans, Marcus Gasol, Ricky Rubio. It had Patty Mills flopping his way into foul calls while coming around the top of the arc and launching these ridiculous three-pointers. Nuggets fans know what that is like all too well from that first-round series against the Spurs. And also shoddy officiating, which... Kind of allowed Spain to get this game to overtime, in my opinion, in, in the first place. But sometimes that stuff happens in international competition. How this pertains to Nuggets, Wancho, again, played a pretty central role in this game. Started for Spain, played nearly 22 minutes, did not really play in the overtime periods, did not play at all in the overtime periods. Battled a little foul trouble here, but Spain went away from him in the first and second overtimes. Finishes with eight points, three of six shooting. Two of four from three, so his quality three-point shooting continues. Four rebounds and two steals as well. So we'll see Spain in that gold medal game Sunday morning against Argentina. Should be a fascinating matchup. And then I want to touch on the USA's loss to Serbia here. I know it was in the consolation game or one of the consolation games. It wasn't the Serbia-USA dream matchup that we all had pegged for a potential gold medal game or even for the semifinal matchup, but... Serbia beat Team USA 94-89. Nikola Jokic, a quiet scoring game, but he did have seven assists in this one. Also three rebounds. Finished with nine points, three or four from the field in around 21 minutes. And, you know, my biggest takeaway from this game when it comes to Serbia 
And I said a lot of this on a pod earlier this week when Serbia did lose in the elimination round or, or the bracket round and just kind of where they went wrong and how they really, I thought, misutilized Jokic for most of this tournament and mostly throughout the summer. Serbia played a pretty similar style uh, in this game that they had in their previous World Cup matchups, maybe a little more centered around Jokic, but I don't think like drastically more. Bogdanovic still led the way, 28 points, 10 of 17 from the field, 7 of 14 from three. I'm running to Las Vegas to put my money on Bogdan Bogdanovic for most improved player next season. I don't think this Serbia win over Team USA is some you know big statement about where Serbia basketball is at compared to where it's been in years past or you know where the USA is at. But I think generally speaking, we can say that international basketball is definitely still catching up to the US. And we've been saying that for the last decade or so, but it was very evident at this World Cup because Team USA, despite not having any of their top guys... They still should have been massive favorites to win the World Cup. Just the talent top to bottom is unrivaled. It's unmatched when looking at these other teams. But there's a lot of talent out there in the world. This Serbia team was extremely talented. They had the talent to win the World Cup. Just didn't come together with them, I think, from you know maybe a coaching standpoint, from a chemistry standpoint at times, and like a play style standpoint at times. But we can say that you know, if Team USA doesn't bring their best, they're going to get beat. And I think that's a pretty cool thing just – being a fan of the game and being a fan of how the game is played all across the world. So we'll see if Wancho and Spain can get that gold medal on Sunday against Argentina. I think they should definitely be the favorite in that game. They have much more talent top to bottom than Argentina does. But Argentina kind of beat Serbia at their own game. I said that earlier this week when they beat Serbia in the knockout round. And they're doing it without an NBA player on their roster. They're doing it with a five foot ten, five foot nine point guard and Facundo Campazzo, who's kind of run the show. They were doing it with Luis Scola, who's 39 years old and still had this huge game against France, pouring in 28 points, 13 rebounds, two assists. They've got talent. You know, They definitely do have talent, but they don't have any NBA players. So to beat a team like France the way Argentina did, who packs Rudy Gobert, Frank Nilekina, Nicolas Batum, Evan Fournier, Nando DiColo, who's been in the league, I think their chemistry kind of speaks for itself. So probably be a competitive game. Spain, I think, should win just because of their talent top to bottom. And I think in the overtime period, they definitely outclassed Australia in that semifinal matchup. So we'll see if Wancho can get it done. What's fun about watching Wancho play for Spain is you know how much it means to him. It means a lot to all these guys, but you know deep down playing for Spain is definitely one of the biggest thrills that Wancho has had in his basketball career. So it's cool just seeing the joy he plays with and the passion that that Spanish team has. All right, let's get into some lineups that I'm looking forward to seeing next year. Again, I got five that I'm going to go over on this show. A lot more out there, but I wanted to limit it to five here. The first one is the lineup that I think will post the best net rating next season that, you know, out of lineups that play a really significant amount of minutes. It's not the Nuggets starting five. It's very close to it, though. It's Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Jeremy Grant, and Nikola Jokic. Again, it's my pick for the lineup that will have the best net rating for Denver next season. That plays a ton of minutes. Last year, the starters were great. Last year, Denver's starting lineup really popped at times. The starters with Millsap, so Murray, Harris, Barton, Millsap, Jokic, had a 114.1 offensive rating, a 106.4 defensive rating, and a 7.8 net rating. 
The reasons why I think this lineup could be better, I think Jeremy Grant brings a similar defensive awareness that Paul Millsap does on the ball, in help side, just as a team defender. Jeremy Grant is a very you know high-level defensive player, just like Paul Millsap is. And if you again, I've said this before, I'll say it again, but if you're looking for, I think, one central reason why Denver is able to really get into the top 10 defensive efficiency last year is probably Paul Millsap's presence. And that's been the case really over the last two years as we've seen the Nuggets defense improve. Also, like just a total buy-in, a recommitment defensively. Denver tried much harder defensively last season than they did over the last couple of years in the Michael Mullen era. But Paul Millsap's presence was, in my opinion, maybe the central or the leading reason why Denver had this surge defensively last year. I think Jeremy Grant can play at a similar level defensively to Millsap. And so I think that starting group could be really solid defensively, just like they were at times last year. And offensively, I think Jeremy Grant is a more versatile offensive player than Paul Millsap at this stage in his career. He's a better three-point shooter, at least last season. I think those guys are about equal as playmakers. I don't think it's necessarily any of their strong suits, but you know they can still you know, take their guy off the dribble a little bit, draw a foul, get to the line. If they have a mismatch, they can exploit it. Maybe Millsap can do that at a little bit of a higher level than Grant, but I, I don't think much. And then just from an off-ball standpoint, I think Jeremy Grant's going to provide more gravity off the ball. And I think he's going to be obviously more of a lob threat than Millsap around the rim. In transition, I think he's just going to be a menace for Denver running the floor. And the chemistry he's going to have with Jokic is something I'm really looking forward to. I think Grant and Jokic are going to play really well off of each other. I think we're going to see shades of the Jokic and Fareed two-man chemistry that those two had going back a couple of years when you know that two-man combination, when those guys were on the floor, Jokic and Fareed, Denver's offense was just lethal. I think we're going to see some of that with Grant this year. The only thing is, Grant's going to provide the defensive impact that Fareed never did, and Fareed was never going to. So I'm excited to see this lineup. The starters with Jeremy Grant in there for Paul Millsap. I think he just complements the rest of those guys really well, just as Paul Millsap does. But I just think in certain aspects of his game, he can lift that unit even higher than Millsap can. If you guys are listening to this podcast on maybe a Friday afternoon, recording this Friday morning, so a lot of you will listen to it, maybe getting off work today, but maybe you wait till you go home, sit down, let this podcast play on Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher. It's available everywhere you download your podcast from. And you go to the fridge, crack open a beer to celebrate completing the long work week. I hope that you're choosing a beer from Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of BSN Denver. It's the original Colorado beer. They were established here in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You guys know all the favorites. My favorite is personally is the Strawberry Sky, the beer of the summer, I'm calling it. But they've got the Vanilla Porter. They've got the Oatmeal Stout, the American Amber Ale. They've got really a beer for every type of drinker out there. If you like dark beers, light beers, IPAs, porters, stouts, there's going to be a Breck beer that you like. So I couldn't recommend Breckenridge Brewery enough. They're at every liquor store that you could go to. If you haven't tried that Strawberry Sky, I personally, it has my stamp of approval. It's my go-to beer right now. It's good to have in the park. It's good to have on a hike. It's good to order at a bar. 
If you're over at a friend's house at a house party, it's great to have there. Uh, so make sure to look for Breck Brews at your liquor stores, at your bars, wherever you are. Check out the Strawberry Sky. Let me know what you think. I can guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. Before we get to another lineup that I'm really looking forward to next season, are you in need of a top dog electrician? Because for over 35 years, Piper Electric has been the most fairly priced, dependable, and trustworthy electrical contract company in the Denver community. If you call 303-646-6765, they will give you the BSN back-to-school hookup, save you 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. So don't forget, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off of your next service call. All right, moving on here on the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Total Beverage. Harrison Wind here on a Friday. The next lineup I'm really looking forward to seeing next season, it's another version of Denver's starting lineup, but instead of Grant for Paul Millsap, it's Malik Beasley for Will Barton. I want to see more of this lineup next season. I want to see more of the Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Malik Beasley, Paul Millsap, Nico Jokic 5. And if you subbed in Grant for Millsap there, I wouldn't be the least bit offended. But I want to see Beasley in there with the starters more. Last season, that lineup, Murray Harris, Beasley, Millsap, Jokic, did not play a ton. They didn't really play enough to get a definitive sample size so that we can say, okay, this lineup is gold. Like, this lineup goes. We didn't get that. We only saw it in 17 games. They only played 140 minutes together. That's a decent amount, but I don't think an amount where we can say, all right, like, that is, you know, a lineup that Denver can really turn to in the clutch. In 140 minutes, though, they were superb. A 22.8 net rating, 126.7 offensive rating, 103.9 defensive rating. Those are some big-time numbers. Those are some big-time efficiency numbers. And what I think this lineup brings to the table is obviously more shooting, at least last season, than the starters with Barton did compared to this lineup, the starters with Beasley, because... Will Barton was not good from three last season. I think the injuries had a lot to do with it. He was just never able to get in a rhythm. But we know Beasley shot 40% from three last season. He was absolutely knocked down from three, whereas Will Barton was at 34%. So I think this lineup provided more shooting, more floor spacing, obviously, and maybe a bit more defensive upside as well with Malik Beasley on the wing. I think Beasley could really pop off this season. I believe he was really just beginning to scratch the surface of his potential last year. I think he's got a really high ceiling, not only on the offensive end of the floor, but on the defensive end of the floor as well. And he's got to get some more minutes this season. And I think a good way to get him more minutes is to get him those minutes at the three. He's going to be the backup shooting guard. We know that. He's going to be a central force on that bench unit, which I will get to momentarily. But... I think playing him alongside the starters some would be a nice way to get him some more playing time and get him playing around Jokic more, around Gary Harris more, two guys who I think complement him really well. And if those numbers that that group put up in 140 minutes last season are any indication of what that lineup truly can do, man, the sky is the limit. Here's another weird stat with that lineup. I don't want to read into this that much, but that lineup played in 17 games together. Mike Malone put those five out in the court in 17 games last year. Denver went 15-2 and two in those games. So again, not a ton of minutes, only 140 minutes. And you know that's not enough to definitively say that this lineup is like Denver's new death lineup by any means. But um, it was really good when it was out there. 
and I want to see it more next season. And I think if Denver's coaching staff is looking at those numbers, I don't think they can look at those numbers and say, oh, yeah, we're not going to play that lineup together next year. I think we'll see some of that for sure early on next season. Next lineup I want to talk about is what I think Denver's primary bench lineup is going to be. And that lineup features Jamal Murray, Monte Morris, Malik Beasley, Jeremy Grant, and Mason Plumley. You guys have heard me talk about this lineup a lot. And this was something I was tracking closely from the beginning of the season because it was pretty evident in the preseason that this was going to be Denver's default bench lineup. And of course, that meant last year, Trey Lyles was in there for Jeremy Grant. But I'm just making that substitution here, looking ahead to next season. But in the preseason, it was weird because it definitely seemed like like from watching this bench unit that Trey Lyles is going to be the focal figure and the focal point of this lineup, which looking back on it is crazy. But I swear to God, I'm not asking you guys to do this because it'd be a little ridiculous. But if you remember going back to the preseason or if you were going to watch a preseason game from last fall, you would watch this bench unit play and say, man, everything's going through Trey Lyles. (laughs) And uh, after the year he had in 2017-18, that might not have been the worst idea, but obviously it didn't work out that way. And, you know, the bench lineup kind of evolved and uh, progressed away from him and more towards like a, a ball movement type thing. But the bench unit was great for Denver last year, largely. And I think they were one of the best benches in the league. And I think we'll see a heavy bench unit again at the end of the first quarters, beginning of the second quarters, featuring Monte Morris, Jamal Murray, Malik Beasley, Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley. The one starter out there with those guys, of course, is Jamal Murray. And in this lineup, just like it was last year, he's playing off the ball. Monte Morris is bringing the ball up. He's initiating the offense. Jamal Murray is a second side guy in this scenario. He's, you know, a secondary playmaker. They're going to run a lot of stuff for him, though. They're going to run him off screens, get him open jumpers. So it's a great lineup to get him going, but also just a a great lineup that I think is going to be really efficient on both ends of the floor because you're swapping in Jeremy Grant for Trey Lyles uh, with this bench lineup. And Jeremy Grant is a much better defender than Trey Lyles will ever be. And if you put him next to Mason Plumley on the interior of that bench unit, that's going to be tough to score on for any opposing offense, no matter how good that opposing bench might be. So last year with Lyles, the Murray Morris Beasley Lyles Plumley five had a 108.4 offensive rating, 103.1 defensive rating and a 5.2 net rating. So with this five on the floor, they're going to be good offensively. Murray and Morris will play really well off each other. I like the chemistry that those two guys have on the floor together. They've got guys who can hit open jumpers. Everybody on this lineup can do that except for Mason Plumlee. And the floor spacing is going to be really good, better than it was last year. Because Jeremy Grant, I think, is going to space the floor better than Trey Lyles will. And when you've got Plumlee on the floor, you need those floor spacers around them. So I'm excited to see what the bench unit can do this season. It was really good last year. It was one of the strengths of this team. And as I went over on Wednesday and Thursday shows when I was kind of predicting how I think the Nuggets rotation will sort out, how many minutes I think guys will play, I assigned a lot of minutes to the bench unit. And I think Denver's going to lean on their bench a lot for a lot of different reasons, but mainly uh, because their bench is just really freaking good. This team is so deep. They're too deep at every position. They have two NBA caliber rotation players at every position. So uh, they're going to lean on their bench a lot, and I'm excited to see what this bench lineup can do with Grant in there for Trey Lyles. If you guys are looking for flour, concentrates, edibles, topicals online, 
make sure you hit up the Green Solution. The Green Solution has 17 Colorado locations, and they also have an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. What I need you to do, get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com. Order your flower concentrates, edibles, and topicals online, and head to the closest Green Solution for pickup. If you use code BSN20, you can get 20% off your entire purchase. All right, I got two more lineups that I want to get to here. Before I do, though, I just want to remind you, I want to hear from you guys. I want your questions. I want your Nuggets takes. I want your opinions on what I've got to say. If you're a BSN Denver subscriber, leave your comments on bsndenver.com. The comment section on every article at the bottom of every article is only open to BSN Denver subscribers. That's where you guys can leave your questions, and I'll get to all subscriber questions before the first break on every show. If you're not a subscriber, first off, you're just missing out. We've got so much great content on site right now, not just on the Nuggets side of things, but Rockies, Broncos, Avalanche, CU, CSU too. You can get a BSN Denver subscription for one year for only $3.74 a month. You also get a free t-shirt from the BSN Denver merch store. So that's how you can join the BSN Denver fam. If you're not a subscriber and want to get your question in, I'll still take them. You can hit me up at Harrison Wind on Twitter or in my email, wind at bsndenver.com. The next lineup I'm really looking forward to seeing next season is a defensive lineup. It's a defensive lineup with primarily the bench unit, but a different backup center. It's Monte Morris, Malik Beasley, Torrey Craig, Jeremy Grant, and Paul Millsap. I'm intrigued to see if the Nuggets play Paul Millsap at small ball five at all next season. I think he'd work really well there on the bench unit. I think he'd complement Jeremy Grant and the rest of this lineup really well. It's not something the Nuggets have tried a whole lot. They've done it here and there, but you know they've got Mason Plumlee. They've got a very capable backup center there, but I'm just intrigued to see if Denver would try this because when you got Morris Beasley, Craig Grant, Millsap, that's a very switch-friendly lineup, and it also could be a primary bench lineup that Denver goes to. Like If the Nuggets didn't want to play Jamal Murray with their bench as much next season, and you know, I could see some reasons why they wouldn't, and they want to really get Torrey Craig up into the 15-minute-per-game range, they can play him in this lineup you know, as a part of that primary bench lineup. So instead of the lineup I just went over with, Murray Morris, Beasley, Grant Plumley. You know, you have Millsap in there for Plumley, and you bring Torrey Craig in there for Jamal Murray. I think this lineup could be one of Denver's better defensive lineups. If you've got Grant and Millsap out there together, that's a, a very formidable front court defensive pairing. And Monte Morris, Malik Beasley, I think those guys have a good chemistry together as well. Torrey Craig's a guy who you can just plug and play in every single lineup out there. Uh, so I like how this lineup looks on paper. I don't think it would necessarily like blow the doors off any defense. It's not going to score at an elite, elite level. But defensively, I think it could be really strong. And when you're a bench unit, if you can get stops, that's going to keep you in the positives. Because we know the Nuggets starters will score, and I think they'll be able to outscore most of the opposing lineups that they'll start games against. If that bench unit can just lock in defensively, Denver starters can really do the rest of the work. All right, moving on here to the fifth lineup I'm going to talk about today that I'm looking forward to seeing next season. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr., and Jeremy Grant. Now, a couple of things you probably noticed about this lineup. A, it involves Michael Porter Jr. B, Jeremy Grant would be playing the five. As intrigued as I am to see if the Denver will play Paul Millsap at some small ball five, I'm even more intrigued to see if they'll play Jeremy Grant there. He has played some there before with the Thunder. And I think at his skill set, 
at his size, at six foot nine, with the way he can defend the rim, the way he can rebound, the way he can shoot the ball, him at the small ball five is super intriguing. And I'm just fascinated to see if it's a look Denver goes to. I'm not going to sit here and say they're for sure going to go to it because they've got Jokic, they got Mason Plumlee, they've got a really great starting and backup center combination. And they even have Paul Millsap, who they can play there as well. I would just really like to see some looks with Grant at the five, just to see what it can do. And in this certain lineup that I've got configured here, you surround that lineup with really good shooting, Murray Harris Beasley or Will Barton in there at the three, and then Porter, Grant. I feel like this would be a good lineup for Porter as well because it's pretty switch-friendly on the defensive end of the floor, and you've got some guys around him who can really provide defensively. Like Jeremy Grant can help make up for some of Porter's mistakes. Gary Harris, Denver's best perimeter defender, can take on the tougher assignment if those guys are out on the floor together in some situations. And really, this just kind of brings me to bigger points about Porter, but I think Denver, when they do play him next season, they're going to want to surround him with really versatile and skilled defenders like Grant, like Gary Harris, like Paul Millsap. They're going to want to ensure that Porter is out on the floor with a couple of those guys at all times, just so you know, he doesn't get too lost defensively. And just historically, like rookies are usually pretty poor defensively. And Porter can be all world offensively, but chances are he's going to be pretty poor defensively. And just the learning curve on defense in the NBA is just really tough. So I'm not expecting him to get there defensively overnight. But if you surround him with the likes of Denver's better defenders, Gary Harris, Jeremy Grant, Paul Millsap, and Torrey Craig, I think that could really help him out as well. That's another version of this lineup I would like to see. Murray Harris, Torrey Craig, MPJ, and Jeremy Grant. You still got a lot of shooting there. You got a lot of versatility. So that would be another really intriguing offshoot of this lineup. Murray Harris, Craig, MPJ, Jeremy Grant. I think it's something that could be impactful, and mainly because of Jeremy Grant at the five. I think that's a move that could really make defenses uncomfortable, and just surrounding him with so much shooting and so much playmaking and just so much versatility. Like I was saying at the top, Denver with Grant has much more lineup versatility this year than they've had in years past. They haven't had a guy like Grant with this current iteration of you know the talent in Denver right now. They haven't had a player like Grant that's as versatile that can do as many things on the floor from the power forward position that he can since this team has been turned over to Nikola Jokic. Denver has been trying to get a player like him in here for some time. Paul Millsap does a lot of the really good things that Grant does, but Grant's athleticism and his youth and his shooting and his ball handling, it just takes him you know, to another level. And I'm just excited to see the impact that he can have next season. I said this on Thursday's show when I was – going over Denver's bench unit and divvying out minutes to the Nuggets bench. I think Jeremy Grant is the biggest X factor for this team next season. I think if he really clicks with this group, and I have every reason to believe he will, Denver moves from wherever they were last year to that contender status with the West top dogs. I think Jeremy Grant, if he's playing at the peak of his powers with the other talent in Denver, the Nuggets are a contender. And so I think he's their biggest X factor next season. Bigger than Jamal Murray making the leap. Bigger than Gary Harris staying healthy. I think Jeremy Grant having a huge impact here in Denver is the Nuggets' biggest X factor. That's all I've got for today's show. Let me know what you guys think about these lineups. Leave comments on bsendeavor.com if you're a subscriber. Hit me up on Twitter at HarrisonWind or in my email, wind.bsendeavor.com. What lineups are you looking forward to seeing? I could go on for hours about this. 
There's so many different lineups out there, so many different potential combinations the Nuggets could turn to. The combinations, the lineups, the the matchups, the pairings are endless. So really looking forward to seeing what type of lineups Michael Malone throws out there next season. He's going to have some tough decisions to make when it comes to playing time. I experienced that when I was trying to put together a rotation on Wednesday and Thursday show. But from a lineup versatility standpoint, his options will be endless. Thanks for listening, guys. This is all the time I got for today. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Hey, guys, before we get out of here, if you guys are heavy coffee drinkers like I am and you know your weekend morning or even your weekday morning doesn't really get started till you have that cup of hot coffee, try out Strava Craft Coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is a game-changing coffee. It's the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible. Make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety, pretty much you name it. CBD is also all-natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is flat-out rich and tasty. We couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. And as Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. Check it out for yourself today. You can receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout. You'll get it shipped straight to your door.